Okay, so we're going to continue learning the halachas of, uh, of cleaning clothing on Shabbos. There is a prohibition to clean clothing on Shabbos because, as went last week, in the Mishkan, they would clean the wool and it's prepared to be used in the Mishkan. Whenever it was done to prepare the building of the Mishkan is considered one of the... Uh, one of the things we're not allowed to do on Shabbos, whatever is allowed to do, whatever, whatever you were allowed to do, sorry, whatever you needed to do to build a Mishkan is forbidden to do on Shabbos. That's you're not allowed to, to uh, wash clothing on Shabbos. But there are many things which are similar to washing clothing, but not exactly washing clothing, and they're also forbidden. And there are some things which are very, it's very slight differences, and they are permissible. And it's really hard to know what is what without learning intricately uh, all the halachas? Rabbi Farkash, who is a world-renowned uh, authority in the laws of Shabbos, he just completed his fourth book in laws of Shabbos. And he said this book took him seven years to write. And this book is all about cleaning clothing on Shabbos. So um, we got up to last week, um, specifically we got up to last week about discussing uh, drying yourself with a towel. You dry yourself with a towel, so you're causing the towel to become wet. So it's only a problem, it would be a problem only if the towel is dirty. The towel is a clean towel, so you're not cleaning the towel by drying off your body in a towel. And so therefore, It's not a good idea, but uh, if you have no other choice, you're allowed to use it. It's true. You're not supposed to use clothing to dry yourself. It says it causes you to forget things. That's true. Um, okay. Even if the garment is... Oh, you're, you're over there. Sorry about that. Dry yourself. Well, let's say you're at, you're at uh, you and I are a member of Union Mikvah in Karnayats, right? Union Mikvah. Union, yes, you do. You're a Union Mikvah. Mm-hmm. Union in Kingston. There was a Mikvah there where you were at many times. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you were at. And this Mikvah was legendary for uh, not having enough towels and among other things. So you come there on Shabbos morning and there was a towel that was used several times in another towel. So there's a problem using that towel on Shabbos. Or let's say not even in such an extreme example. Let's say you're you're washing for bread and it's in, it's in shul and everyone's using the same towel. So although it, there's no um, it, 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 there's no issue necessarily with getting the towel wet, but there is an issue of squeezing. There's two parts of the prohibition of washing on Shabbos. One is to clean the garment, to soak the garment in water. And the other issue is squeezing the garment out from the dirty water that got soaked into it is also a prohibition. This absorbing the water is a prohibition and squeezing it out. So 
you're not allowed to use a, a wet, overly wet towel because it's going to uh, squeeze it out. Let's say you have a towel that was wet before Shabbos and you it dried up now. So I allowed to, now it dried up. So the Altar says, interesting, I'll take Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to, um, you're not allowed to wash on Yom Kippur. But you are allowed to take a towel, which is moist, not too moist that will make you wet enough. It's called to make something so wet that it will cause something else to become wet. So you have a towel which is not so wet that it will cause something else to become wet. And therefore, there's no prohibition of the perspective of Wazim and Kippur of washing yourself. You want to wake up in the morning, you want to just just, just uh, refresh yourself and have a, a towel that's, that's moist on Yom Kippur morning. So it's not washing because it's not so wet. The alternative says you still shouldn't do that. Why not? Because although right now the towel isn't fully wet, not soaking wet, but since it was soaking wet, we're afraid that maybe you'll use a towel before it gets dry enough for you to use it on Yom Kippur. Okay. There is a certain kind of garment that has different status than all other garments. The garment is a beged shachar chadash shemakbed Allah. Halacha talks about a brand new black garment that you are very careful about. Like, for example, uh, Rabbi Ira is going to buy a kapata tomorrow and he's going to have his working kapata for the first time. So it's going to be a beged shachar chadash shemakbed Allah. It's a brand new. If, if, if he had kapatas before, he wouldn't be so careful about it. But it's a brand new kapata. He never had a kapata before. So it's a beged shachar chadash shemakbed Allah. So Allah says that this garment has a different status than other garments. Ordinarily, it's only considered a problem to, to um, remove um, uh, water from something if you're squeezing it out. You're squeezing it and you have a knack. If it's a brand new uh, black uh, article of you care about it so much. So the status, the category, the classification of libun, of washing, is different than a regular garment. In this garment, this garment, we say that slightly cleaning it is already considered in the category of uh, libun. And therefore, you're not allowed to shake it out from the little bit of water that's on it. We're going to talk about laying it down in a second. Very good. What about um, if you don't care about it so much? Or you're not sure if you care about it so much? So Allah is, if you don't care about it so much, you're not sure you care about it so much, and you want to be lenient, there are, you can rely on, there is, alternative says there's someone to rely on. You do not have to uh, assume that you are... Um, OCD about it if you're not, and it's 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 okay. Um, it's okay to shake off a little bit of dirt from it, as we'll discuss soon. Different kinds of dirt. If it's a black garment that you care about and it's new, um, it's a black garment you care about it and it's new. You want to slightly shake it off, it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Other garments would not be a problem. 
But, but that garment specifically, we see since you're so careful about it, so the slightest change in it is considered like washing. What is a category of new? So there were our opinions which say that new refers to a garment which hasn't been washed yet, but the conclusion is that even if it has been washed, if it's still fairly new, it's considered new. Some people say all black garments are a problem, but this, the conclusion is that most poets can say that you don't have to be careful of all black garments, just if it's a new black garment. But if someone wants to be strict about all black garments, tavala bracha, there is a blessing for that. Um, what about other colors, other color garments? You have a beautiful blue shirt and you care about it. So there's no reason, according to uh, our sheet of Alter Rebbe, to worry about, you have to be concerned about it. Only if it's black and you care about it, then there would be room to be concerned about it. What if you have snow on your garments? So forget about the black garment, there's even any garment, um, there is a problem to, um, to cause something, you're not to wash any garment. So regarding snow, if it, you're allowed to shake it off lightly, um, and if you have a raincoat and it's made out of material, you're also going to shake off the raincoat as well. You're not allowed to shake it very, very strongly because you're also going to get what you're also going to, when you shake it strongly, what's been uh, absorbed deep in the garment is also going to be shaked out. And therefore, if you have a, a raincoat, which is made out of a regular material, you're allowed to shake it out, but you're not allowed to shake it strongly. So we have, and if it's made out of plastic, so plastic doesn't, doesn't absorb, you're able to shake it out strongly, no problem at all. There are three categories. A brand new garment, which is black, that you care about, you can't shake it at all. If it's a garment which is made out of material that uh, you're allowed to shake it, but not shake it strongly. They can't get the, the uh, what you could shake out with the outside of it. You can't shake it enough that, that to, to shake out what's been absorbed. And if it's made out of plastic, a plastic raincoat, you let to shake it strongly because nothing absorbed in the first place. What about a hat? So a hat is the same status as a regular, as a regular garment. You let to shake it, but not too strongly. Unless it's a brand new black hat. It's a brand new black hat. That would be an example of something people are very careful about, especially because of the rain. Because uh, as any hat store salesman will tell you, how long can a hat last? Depends how many rains you take it through. Okay. Okay, very good question. Okay. So putting a cover on a hat has a couple of issues. Another one of the issues discussed in the Shulchan Aruch is that you, you're carrying it. You're carrying, it's not considered a garment. It's just used, it's a, it's a garment for the garment. It's not considered some, not considered regular garment. And therefore, it's a problem of carrying it out. However, uh, the reason why people do do this, very religious people do do this, because what they do is that when they have these plastic covers for the hat, it also cover your neck and cover other parts of your body as well. And therefore, it's not considered solely a cover for the hat. It's considered a cover for something else, other things as well. But there's no, there's no issue of, um, of, um, of it being a tent on your head, on your, on your hat. Um, go ahead. Are you saying if you brush up, for example, against the dirty wall, black jacket, and do that to get the dust off? Okay. So we're going to get to the dust on, on the black jacket. Everything goes step by step. Every halacha has so many details. Believe it or not, you just asked, is there a very complicated halacha? Very complicated. So many different facets to this question. Um, but <laughs> But, but but we're Yidin, and we have Nishamas. And the Altar says in Tanya, that you, th you think that doesn't matter. Altar says, the Kedusha Shabbos rests on you, even if you're not knowledgeable about it. So the slightest thing matters. Okay, moving right along. 
Let's say you have a talus which has gotten wet and you want to now put it out to dry it out. So the, uh, you're now allowed to put it outside in the sun. You also now put it inside it to, so that the wind shouldn't dry it out. If it's right before Shabbos or right after sunset, so there are, there's room to be lenient to put out this garment so if you need it very much to put it out to dry it out. But, but at least you should try to dry it out in a way that's not so noticeable. But bottom line, on Shabbos, to put something out to dry is not a simple thing at all. Uh, if there is a, a nylon garment, nylon and leather, uh, we went last week, are garments which you're allowed to soak. Usually garments are not allowed to soak. But if you made a nylon, you to soak. Whenever you let to soak, you also have to dry out. Whatever is permissible to soak, you also have to put it out to dry. Uh, but a garment, you're not allowed to soak, you're not allowed to dry out either. Um, okay, let's say you made a mistake and you uh, put out a garment on Shabbos to dry. You don't have to take it down. What if you have a garment that's been on a clothesline on Shabbos? You'll have to take it down. So even though it was wet when Shabbos came in, according to the B'Shem Erbach, you're allowed to take it down on Shabbos. Although Halacha says you're allowed to move around a wet garment on Shabbos because it's considered muksa, he says that only to move it around, but to wear it, he says it's okay. Shem Zarek says even though it was, he, there are, the Halacha talks about, about figs that were, that were put out to dry on Shabbos if they have a category of muksa. And therefore, many people have the opinion that say clothes which brought to dry should be the same category. But Shemiz Alman, who was when it went, went very prominent place, he says you're allowed to take it off a clothesline on Shabbos. I don't know why Rabbi Farkash doesn't talk about a dryer on Shabbos. It would seem a dryer is the same kind of thing. If a dryer is running on Shabbos, it would seem the same kind of thing. But I have to look into what why he doesn't mention a dryer specifically. It would seem he does say about a dryer that I like to put your clothing into a dryer on Shabbos. So it depends. Or, or the washing machine on Shabbos. If you usually store your clothing in the washing machine until you clean them, and that's just a place to store your dirty clothing, that's fine. But if you're putting them there in order to be able to wash them more quickly after Shabbos, specifically, you can't put them into the washing machine. But if you always put them in the washing machine, that's where you store your, some people have a hamper, and they put the dirty clothing in the hamper. But some other people, especially you know, people that are living by themselves, whatever, they don't, they don't have so much dirty clothing, they just put their dirty clothing directly in the washing machine until they're ready to make a wash. So you're allowed on Shabbos, if that's your scenario, to put them into the washing machine on Shabbos. If you're related to chickens every week to clean your house on Shabbos, yeah. and you don't tell her anything because she knows everything that she has to do without questioning, yeah. Is it okay for us to do it? Let's ask the question differently. Are you allowed to allow your non-Jewish cleaner to set your table on Shabbos for a party you're having after Shabbos? Or are you have to stop her? So, so it's not so simple. Uh, really, you're not allowed to prepare for after Shabbos. You shouldn't allow your non-Jewish cleaner to prepare for after Shabbos either. Um, there are different scenarios which would be more lenient if it's for the sake of a community. Uh, like we had a scenario over here a few years ago um, regarding some costera. Uh, we wanted to uh, we wanted to prepare for setting up the show for the night of costera on the first day of Yantif. You know, prepare for one day of Yantif and the second day of Yantif. And the conclusion was that since it's the sake of a community and the, and this gentleman who was setting up would also partake of the meal, 
being the guy who wasn't Jewish. So that was for that that scenario it was okay. But ordinarily, just like you can't prepare for after Shabbos, you shouldn't have your clean and prepare for after Shabbos either. Um, what if you're wet on Shabbos with your clothing is wet? Oh, so I want to say something else. The door of a washing machine, the door of a dryer, the door itself is considered like a klish malachtel isra, not considered muktzah, which means you have to move it for whatever, for, 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 if you need to. If you need to get to put something, let's say, the scenario I just gave, we like to put the clothing into the washing machine. But you're not preparing for after Shabbos, that's just, just a place to store it. You want to lift up the washing machine cover, because that's called moving l'tzerich gufa. You like to move something which is not completely muktzah, something which has some functionality, uh, has, some, has, has a function on Shabbos, you like to move it for a use that you need. So you need to put the clothing away in the washing machine. You like to pick up the washing machine cover and put the clothing in there in the scenario that we, we mentioned. Now, if you are wet, you want to stand outside in the sun, that's okay. What do you want to sit on the radiator? So, and you want to sit on the radiator, there's a problem. Problem is, a couple of problems. And well, problem number one is that the water which is on you is going to cook. Now, halacha is that cooking on Shabbos, you're now going to put something close enough to the fire that even though it's right now not going to cook, let's say, for example, you have a tray of brownies and they're frozen. And you want to have a brownie. And you know the brownie is going to warm up much more, much more quickly. You put the tray of brownies on top of the chont. So you want to put the tray of brownies on the chont so that it will warm up. And so you don't want to cook the brownies. You just want it to be warm enough so that you can have a brownie. But if you leave the brownies in the chont long enough, so the vapor that's on the, on the, on the brownie is going to cook because the uh, chont is hot. So you can't put it there for 10 minutes because you're planning to take it off and take it off before it cooks because we're afraid if you put it there at all, you might end up leaving it there. So in a similar way, you're not allowed to sit on the radiator, even for a few, even though we're not going to, we're not assuming you're going to burn yourself with your clothing. You're not going to sit on the radio on the radiator until you burn your clothes, burn yourself, but still it has the same status. And therefore you cannot put, you can't sit on the radiator or stand next to the radiator if it's if it's a scenario where after a long time it will cause the water to 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 uh, to um, heat up and get so hot that 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 would burn it'll burn. Um, a dirty garment is actually better in regards to putting it out to dry. Why? What's the whole problem of putting something out to dry on Shabbos? The problem is it looks like you just washed it. The issue of of putting something out to dry out dry is that. Where if you, someone sees you putting out the dry, they may suspect that you washed it on Shabbos. But if the garment is dirty, so you can tell it wasn't washed on Shabbos, and therefore you let to put it out to to dry on Shabbos for whatever reason you need to dry it on Shabbos. You're, you're out because it doesn't look like you had just washed. Uh, let's just do a few more halachas, and we'll we'll let you guys go. All right. Um, there are there is a scenario that perhaps w- there would be allowance for someone to uh, to stand next to a radiator on Shabbos. Um, let's say someone is is a chayla, is sick, or he could get sick. Let's say he went to Hadditch for Shabbos, be by the Alter Rebbe. He went to the mikveh over there in Hadditch on Shabbos, and it's freezing over there in Russia. And he goes back into the shul there, and he doesn't he doesn't he has nothing else to wear because his clothing is by his hotel, whatever. So. So, so there he is in this category, perhaps, of a chayla, someone who's sick. And he's not interested in the water heating up. 
he just wants to heat up his body. So it's called It's called a something for sure will happen. The water may for sure heat up, but he doesn't want it to heat up. And the Allah is for a khayl, someone who's sick, you're allowed to do which means you're allowed to do something which you have no intent in the benefit of the thing itself that you're doing. You're no interest in the water heating up. You're doing malacha, but you don't have interest in the water heating up. You just, just have an interest in, in, in being warmer. So a malacha, a malacha, which has, you have no need for the malacha itself. And, you, and it just happens automatically by what you're doing. I don't want it to happen. And you're in a category of someone who's sick. So then there will be room to, to be lenient. But as long as you're not going to get not going to get so hot, it's okay. You're. I don't think. I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But you, you stand now over a heater on your in your house. I mean, maybe my, my, my heater is a lousy heater, but my 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 uh, water will never get so hot. I stand there for all, all day. It's not going to get boiling hot. It's that, that it's that it's going to uh, boil. Um, if it will not boil, then it's then it's okay. Um, okay. Um, just, just I'll get address your question. Not like don't go to sleep without a quiet with a question. You allowed to remove feathers from your clothing. Uh, it's, it's not considered attached. You're allowed to take a seat off your clothing. When the Mishnah Brewer, it's not a it's, you're not allowed to. If it's in brand new black uh, a garment, even a seat according to Mishnah Brewer is a problem. Without the Rebbe, it's not a problem. If you have a um, a strand, a, a string, it's attached to your clothing. It's also not a problem. What if your garment hasn't been complete? There's something you could do to your garment to make it a little nicer. Let's say the, the what's it called, the, the basting, the basting stitch, the basting stitch that, 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 that's used to to begin to sew a garment. And they, sometimes they forget to take it off. You know how to take it off on Shabbos. Biblically, it's a, it's an awesome anatera because it's called makabe patish, the final hammer's blow in for completing the garment. Or if there's a little strand in your suit, it's a big deal. It's a tiny little strand. But there's a biblical prohibition of taking off a strand on Shabbos because you're concluding the, the malacha. It's, it's, it's called the, the final hammer's blow in, uh, in, 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 um, in doing that. So that's a problem. Okay. Um, there's a difference between cleaning off this, a stain versus cleaning off a, uh, or, or cleaning off dust. And the bottom line, it seems, is that you're allowed to lightly dust things off. But to uh, rub would be a problem. And to rub some, according to the Alter Rebbe, we're not concerned that the, some, some place can have a problem in a scenario where you're going to return the garment to its pristine state. They say you can clean it off as long as it's a little bit dirty. But according to the Alter Rebbe, there's no issue of it becoming completely clean. The issue only is if you're going to rub it in a way that you're also getting that which is which is deep in it to, to come out. If you're rubbing it together, the rubbing of the garment together, that will be a problem. If it's, if it's dry dirt, there's another issue. The other issue with dry dirt that's attached to your garment is that if you, break, if you take dry dirt and you take it off the garment, you're breaking it in tiny pieces. And that's a prohibition of grinding on shops. And therefore you're not, but there are scenarios where it's not a case of grinding. Like for example, something has been ground already. So the, the halacha is once something's become ground, it cannot become ground again. Not it never. There's no uh, prohibition of, of grinding something which has been ground already, but it's on your garment, and you want to take it off. So the halacha is, if you are, if it's no prohibition of grinding, so that you're allowed to take it off, and 
you're allowed to dust it off, but regarding rubbing it with both sides of the garment, that is not so simple. And it depends on what the scenario is. In some scenarios, we'll get to a mitzvah next week, when that is permissible, not permissible, if it's a stain or if it's dust. But bottom line is, if it is uh, to dust something off lightly is okay, unless it's a brand new black garment that you care about, then it's not okay. It's a biblical prohibition on some opinions. But if it's not a brand new black garment that you care about, um, then as long as you're dusting it off, it's okay. But if you're rubbing it, there, there, there are some issues. Lightly dusting it with your hand is, 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 is okay. Um, okay, I'll stop here. Alakaburuch. Mm-hmm.